Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And in today's episode, we're talking with Rick Hadrava. And uh, Rick has been in the wealth management practice for over 22 years. He's worked very, very closely with business owners and their families helping create and manage their wealth. And uh, in addition to that, he's trained and recruited and managed financial advisors uh, all over Texas and Oklahoma. And, and he really understands firsthand the challenges that, uh, that advisors face and the business owners face um, as they're approaching how to manage the wealth that's created in a business. And so um, I'm excited to talk with Rick today. He's really got a strong background in this. He's got designations in exit planning and retirement planning. And, uh, and he and his partner, Valerie Oswald, who I know really well as well, uh, they run Epic Advisory Group in Oklahoma. It's uh, an advisory group with Raymond James. And they're really focused on helping business owners get their heads wrapped around this whole idea of how do you build wealth in the business and then how do you get it out through exit planning. And that's why I've invited him on, on the show today because he's got a, a really great perspective on how to do that, how to build a business that's sellable because you know too often we don't think about selling the business until it's time to actually exit and that's really too late. Um, you really need to go in with, with the end in mind and, uh, and that's the way that you're gonna get the most value out of it. So I think you're gonna get a ton out of our conversation today with Rick. Rick, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Thank you, Steve, uh, glad to be here. Now, I always like to find out from our guests how, how they get started. So how did you get started in business? Well, interesting story, Steve. I, um, I started in, in Wichita, Kansas for a bank. I was trading currencies and my lovely wife, uh, who I've been married to for 22 years now, was down in Dallas. And as you can imagine, uh, I made my way down to Dallas and, um, I always loved people and I loved math. I love puzzles and um, went down to Dallas and interviewed with most of the major corporate financial services companies at the time. Um, I will tell you that every one of them said no uh, because I had absolutely zero sales experience. And one company, uh, Dean Witter, uh, hired me as a trainee and uh, I moved to Dallas and the rest is history, as they say. That's great. Yeah. Uh, funny how many people end up where they are, you know, men and I guess in particular, you know, chasing after love. So <laughs> that's fantastic. So I, I really want to learn more about what you guys are doing in your practice. But before we do that, um, I, I'd like to find out how you've become unstoppable. We all run into the roadblocks in business, the, the challenges that get, get thrown at us. And what I find is that business owners have, they've all evolved these ways of thinking, mindsets, uh, maybe habits that have really helped them power through that stuff. And, uh, and, and I'd love to hear how you've been able to do that. Well, Steve, that, that is probably um, the most important question when, when I really think back to where I started and where I am today and, and quite honestly, where I see the future of what we're doing and I get excited. You know, I, I've got a military background, um, came up in a very disciplined family. And for me, the discipline of a corporate culture uh, was appealing as a young, you know, 20 something person. Uh, work ethic was never a problem. And 
what I had to do over time, um, I was successful because of the hard work and because I was in a structure that said, hey, th here's your goal, right? Go, go take that. What I found was at times my value system was at odds with what I was asked to do. And, and so as I built um, a business, you know, I, I had a lot of the old habits in my mind. If you want something done right, do it yourself. You know, um, you know, you almost felt like entitled. I, I hate to use that word, but I think that happens a lot today in corporate culture. Um, and, and I fell into that trap when I started to wake up to the fact that I could control how I lived and, and how I served clients and nobody really owed me anything, you know, for me to be successful, I needed to create value for other people. You, you, you know, when you start thinking about these things, they, they seem pretty common sense and they've been, the, these truisms, right. Have been around for a very long time. The reality is though, is sometimes we lose focus on that. Um, so being able to overcome some of the self, destructive thought process that was going on. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, the, the person next to me was doing this and they're being successful. Even though I didn't believe in it, you know, you get caught up in it once in a while. And so being able to bust through and, and, and Steve, I'll tell you, I was, I was at a very high point. I had been in the corporate world for the better part of 15, 16 years, been successful. Right. Again, because I was I was a hard worker. Um, I knew what needed to get done and, and had those things. I woke up one day and I looked at my wife and said, hey, I can't do this anymore. I, I was going to work, building this out, and, and I wasn't believing in what I was doing. And um, I have a very supportive spouse and I left a very high paying job where I was and actually came back to Oklahoma and started from zero and, and, and just to those that know, I always joke, I started in March of 2008, I hit the ground. Um, and if you know anything about the financial markets, you, you know, what took, took place in the next 12, 24 months. So yeah, you picked a great time. I did, but <laughs> you, and, and you, you know what, Steve, with that came those highs and lows that as a business owner, we all go through. Right. And even in my early days as a financial advisor, I used to think about quitting every day. It's hard. It's hard to build a business. And um, luckily, I had people around me uh, that supported me, family. I had professional mentors that were there um, to say, hey, you know what? I believe in you. You've got a great idea. Um, and, and, you know, you question yourself at times. I think we all do. Um, but having the ability to find um, that resilience, right? And, and that comes, I think for me personally, that came from a belief that there was something bigger that, that I could contribute and just kind of searching. And, you know, to be honest with you, Steve is, is figuring out where can I be the most value to people? Because I knew that formula, right? And, and once that was uncovered, interesting, great things started to happen. Well, that's, that's a, a, it's a fantastic story. Congratulations on, uh, on the success that you've had. One of the things that, that I find with, with people who started around that time or started in business in any, you know, difficult 
set of economic circumstances. I mean, they, they either don't make it at all, and we don't hear about them, or if they're still around, starting at that time forced them to think very, very differently because they didn't have all of the resources that, that uh, you know, an existing thriving business had going into a, a difficult economic circumstance. And so you, you've got to be better in other ways, right? You've got to think more deeply about where you can contribute value so that, that, that customers will pay any attention to you. Um, and so it, it actually, I think, is, is a tremendous advantage. We joke a little bit about, you know, what great timing, but, but really I think it forces you into a place that you might not have gone otherwise. So, uh, but, but you, you've clearly come through it. Well, what I was going to say, Steve, is, is so in that early time when I was struggling um, and, and still working through it, and, and we're still there. We're growing. We're still, still growing. We have challenges. But I was getting phone calls from corporate entities asking if I'd be interested in coming to work for them. And, you know, as you know, you know you're trying to pay the bills. You're trying to grow the business. Um, you've got over here people offering you money that would take care of those short-term issues. And I was grateful for the time I'd had in the corporate structure um, because I, what it taught me was I wanted no part of that. And, and, um, but you become more resourceful when you have to, you, you have to make it work, right? Um, I never looked at that as a backup plan. There was no plan B. We, we were going to make this work. And, and I, I think most successful business owners have been through that same experience at some point. Sure. Yeah. It's sort of the, the burn the boats at the shoreline and exactly. fight your way through it. So, um, and, and that's really, honestly, that's the only way to do it. Um, you know, some people have it easier than others. We all have those struggles, but, um, but if, if you don't have that commitment and, and that focus of this is the only way out, the only way out is through the challenge in front of me, then it, it's really easy to, to look at those opportunities that come up and say, yeah, it'd be easier for me to slip back. But, but you were, you were going after something bigger, you know, and, and the reason we all get into this is this, this lure of, of being an entrepreneur where we're not just in it for the money. And I think that's one of the things that's really misunderstood about entrepreneurism in general is people think we're, you know, we're, we're all in business because we want to make lots of money. We want to run these big companies and all this other stuff. But for most of, of the people who are in business, there's no glory, there's no glamour. It's, it's a lot of hard work. And the only reason to do it isn't for the money because money's relatively easy to come by. You could go and, and, and get a job somewhere and, and make as much or more money. But the opportunity to create the life that you want to create and have freedom in how that you do that, that to me is a much bigger and, and more valuable goal. And, and uh, um, you know, again, congratulations for, for pushing through and, and, and uh, getting to the level you've, you've reached. Well, you bring up another great point. It's not about the money and have no doubt, we're, you know, we're in it. We want to be successful. We, we want to uh, take care of our families. We want to be that lifestyle is important. I, I will tell you what I've come to realize over the years is probably more important than that is when we live through with a client a life experience. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the death of a spouse. It's a business owner, you know, as they go through a transaction, when they come to us and go, you know, I really appreciate you. I couldn't have done it without you or thank you. You know, e even in the littlest ways, I, I got to tell you, our team, myself, especially, 
that almost means more to me than the compensation part of, of the equation. And um, I think that's, for me, that's the value. That's why I'm in business, right? That, that's why I do what sure. I do every day. Yeah, well, and for the, the business owners that, that I talk to on a regular basis, and for me personally, I, look, I love making money. Don't get me wrong. I, I like money. Money's a fantastic tool. You can do some cool things with money. But it's really nothing more than a measuring stick. It, in my mind, it, it just tells you how you're doing in the game and what needs to change. You know, so if you're not getting the money that, that you want as you're playing this game, then you're probably not delivering the kind of value that, that you really could be delivering. And so more than anything else, it's a barometer for where you stand. Um, and I've always found that, the, you know, the business owners that we've worked with over the years that are really, really successful, that's, that's their view of it. I mean, yeah, don't, they love making money. They love having toys. They like the big houses, whatever, uh, you know, what, whatever turns you on. But, but that's all kind of the, the spoils of war, so to speak. You know, the thing that, that really drives them, gets them up in the morning is going and playing this game that we call business and doing well at it. Right. The, the hustle. Right. Right. Well, thanks for, for sharing all that. I, it's a really fantastic story. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, Rick's going to tell us what he's most excited about in business these days. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right, we're back with Rick Hadrava. Rick, thanks for sharing the, the concepts you've used to, to stay unstoppable and stay focused and persistent in your business. And now I'd really like to hear from you what's got you most excited in, in the business, what you're working on now, uh, you and Valerie, um, that, that's really got you fired up. Well, I appreciate it, Steve. And it, it absolutely does get me fired up. I, you know, I think any good business owner, when they can tell a story and you see them get emotional about it, you know, they're on the right track, right? And, and like I told you, we're still developing. We're always looking to get better every day. So what we have, you know, obviously um, in our wealth management business, Valerie runs our portfolios. We work with, with families, uh, business owners, but our, our focus is on business owners and it really came from um, a meeting that I had with a business owner whose husband had died. Um, we, we sat down to do some planning, looked at what was going on. It became obvious in that planning process that they were going to need to sell their business. And the, the challenge was she didn't know who she was going to sell to. And I had no idea how to get her to the other side of that equation. Um, and, and it really frustrated me. And there was, um, those were one of those moments where you hit a challenge and I could have easily said, well, that's, that's not the business I'm in. And the truth became, it really intrigued me because what I saw was, um, we have a lot of business owners out there, um, that had these same challenges and we have the resources and the tools to, to, to help them. That started with a focus on exit planning. 
and I went and, and got my certification, got, did my training, and started to develop uh, an exit p planning strategy. And the first thing I found about uh, found out through that exercise with small business owners, I was asked to speak at a luncheon. Um, and Steve, the one thing I know about small business owners, I have yet to meet one that wants to talk about their exit, right? It, um, the crowd went um, quiet very quickly. But what I do understand is through, through what we've been through, business owners do need help. Um, they, they need to connect their personal life which they have over on this side with their personal financial planning and goals and ambitions, um, and then their business life. And most small business owners, you know, they're working in their business every day and they're really good at what they do. That's what they, what's made them be successful. Um, but they're, when you bridge the two together, there's some disconnects. And so we developed a, a program in a consulting manner where we sit down with the business owner and start to look at all the pieces. We look at corporate structure. We look, you know, at, at, at their partnerships, um, how, how they're structured. You know, you can go through everything from, from as granular to suppliers to key employees um, and what they're looking to get out of the business. And what I mean by that is not so much the exit, right? But what is their dream? What is that vision that, that they see for their business? And then we try to map together the business structure, the personal structure, and look for the, the lack of, of linkage, if you will, right? Some of the areas that are most critical to them. And, and we've developed a program to help them do that. And like I said, what I like about what we do is it's consultative. So we'll go as far as to review their personal financials, um, their corporate financials, their retirement plans, key employee plans, life insurance. And we always tell them, look, if you've got a great advisor in any of these key areas that you work with, here's some talking points. Go have a discussion with that person um, if these things interest you, right? And um, I like that approach because I can say, put your guard down. I'm not here to, I'm here to try to help. What's evolved on that and what I'm most excited about is we've taken that framework and we've started to focus more on the value builder system, quite frankly, which is a third party that, that we, um, we have at our disposal. And we can go in and do a value builder score for any business owner. And it's driven around the eight key metrics that maybe a buyer would look, look at. So instead of talking about exit planning, because we don't necessarily want to focus on that, um, we can come in and say, where, how do you feel we're doing on these eight key metrics? And let's identify, right? Are there three or four of those areas that you can improve? And why is that important? Because the, the thing with exit planning is we're all going to exit. We're going to exit either the way we want to, or we're going to exit unexpectedly, right? There, there's no other option on that. And so being able to look at those key areas and help, help a business owner kind of understand that structure, my goal is I want to help them create value, right? So it's not just about wealth management. I, I'm a big believer that there's a difference between wealth management and wealth creation. Mm -hmm. And so what we're able to do today is give a look at areas that we can help grow the value in these areas. And our hope is that we can bring together both the personal and the business structure in a manner that maybe gives a little more 
focus to the business owner because as you know, we get real granular sometimes and, and being able to step back and quite frankly, the feedback that I've gotten is just to have somebody to confide in as a business owner has created just an unbelievable amount of value uh, for the people that we've worked with. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it, it it's a lonely job. I mean, we both know it and everybody listening to this knows it. Yes. Um, you know, there are, there are things that you can't talk to your employees or your partners about. There are things that are difficult to, to share with your spouse in business at times, um, you know, often because you don't want to worry them. And there, you, there just aren't a lot of outlets if you're running a business. And, and to be able to pull somebody in and have that outlet's really valuable. What I love about what you're doing is you're getting entrepreneurs to think about not necessarily the exit, but, and I love, I love the name, the value builder system. Um, and, uh, and I, I believe that's based on John Warlow's work and his books. Is that right? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and breaking the business down and looking at, at it from the perspective of a buyer, right. Um, I think is, is just hugely valuable because I've seen it go both ways. So I've seen, um, a business owner exit, um, and, and, uh, not only exit his business, but, but exit the planet, um, and, and do it in a way that, that was well thought out and well planned. And it was, it was, a you know, despite the fact that he, he died, it was the best possible outcome, you know, given that fact, uh, for everybody who survived him, including all of the employees, you know, the other, the other leaders in the business and his family. So everybody was well, taken care of and the business has gone on and it's thriving. And, and I've also seen it the other way where there was no planning done and, and a sudden event caused the business owner to have to exit. And, um, you know, and it was, it was just a disaster. Nobody knew what to do. And, and, there, and he, he, he left a business that really wasn't sellable. It wasn't right. at a state where it was very valuable to, to anyone else. And so the fact that you've got, this framework that, you know, that the John's created that you guys are helping to walk people through. I, I just think that's, it's a tremendous service. Well, Steve, let me add a couple things and, and I'm going to share kind of philosophically my belief in my business. And I say we have wealth management, you know, that's, we do that for people who have already ha had wealth creation moments. They've sold a business, they've owned real estate, you know, maybe they've saved their whole life and done really well. But the reality is, and this is really one of the focuses, is our biggest clients created their wealth through selling a business, owning real estate, you know, doing these things. Our goal on that side is simply to manage what they've created through the business owners. And you hit on it. The truth is the, the, the majority of small businesses will go away at the owner's death period. And so there's two types of business owners. There's a lifestyle entrepreneur, right? And, and then there's that that wants to create something bigger than themselves around the client, you know, and really, again, like me, it's bringing that value and it's a legacy that can continue regardless. And so our goal is to help take them out of it, you know, you utilizing John Warlow and BEI, right? Along with our resources. And I like to tell people what we're trying to do is just simply get to know people, you know, 
see if what's driving them and then bring our experiences, our knowledge, our connections, right? And people ask me, well, you're not doing valuation, are you? I absolutely don't do valuation, but what I do have is a network of people that do valuation and they do tax work. They do estate planning work. You know, they do um, defined benefits, right? And so my job is really to be that relationship with the mission of let's create some value. Let's create some wealth. Um, and, and, you know, everybody likes to throw the word out 10 times. I love that, right? Let's see what we can do to elevate that. Because I think if you, if you look to the masses out there, the numbers are, are pretty, um, they're, they're just, we don't have the wealth out there uh, for the average person in this country, right? And, and I see it every day. And, you, you can't simply sit back. I think, I think it's harder uh, to sit back in the old way. We've got to create, we've got to work together, small business owners. What drives me is can I help in that arena so that when they do get to whatever situation that is, they're best suited for maybe legacy concerns of the company. They've taken care of their family um, or their employees, which is a lot, a lot of the time that's what we get is, how do I take care of the employees when I'm gone as well? And so there's great topics out there that, that um, we can tackle. And uh, that's what gets me excited, you know, going back to that. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. You know, having been through a transition, um, I was on the, the, uh, the buying end of, of a founder leaving a company. Um, and, you know, having been through that and, and, and seen a couple of other transitions happen, for most small businesses, they're not built in a way that, that really, you know, allows them the opportunity to, to have an external sale. So most of the sales that you see are internal sales, often funded in one way or another by the exiting owner, typically a founder. Right. Um, and, and there isn't a whole lot of market for small businesses. And it's not a fact of the size. It's a fact of how they're built. And, you know, most of the time it doesn't, the business doesn't go beyond the, the founder or the owner very far. You know, maybe they've got a few systems in place, maybe they've got a team, but it's so intertwined with them as an individual that they, they really have a hard time going out to anybody else and, and having a buyer believe that if the buyer took the firm over that they could, you know, successfully operate. Right. Correct. And, and I know from the, what, what you've shared with me about uh, the, the process that, that you guys use, it's really focused on beginning to extract the business owner, even if they never want to exit, just doing the thinking involved so that you're constructing that business in a way that, that it's separate from the business owner. And uh, that's got a, a lot of advantages long before you have that wealth creation event when it's sold it makes the business easier to run. It, it frees up, you know, time now rather than waiting until you're ready to retire to, to, you know, have all your free time. So there are just a ton of advantages to enjoy right now. What have you guys seen in the, the people that you're working with? How have, how has it impacted the, the business as they're running it now? As far as the work that we've done? Yeah. So, so first and foremost, I think, you, you know, um, the ability to step back from it and understand that um, one of the things that was big for my growth was realizing that I had to delegate 
And when you delegate responsibility, you have to trust, right? Inspect what you expect, but you have to trust that it's going to get done. And along that path comes the ability to let them make mistakes, right? I, I hate to say, it, but one of the best lessons is through mistake um, and when, when you have to fix a problem. So for a business owner, getting them to understand, I think first to your point, pulling out and saying, what do I do? And are there, is there a management team structure, right? Can I, can I start to put those in? Because when, as a first step, being able to look at that, and I'm not talking about 12 people, you know, doing different roles. It could be one or two key people, right? That are really good and need an opportunity to grow themselves, which I think good employees, that's one of the things they're looking for is opportunities, but it allows you then to step back and start focusing bigger, right? And that's the real key is when you can look at these areas, when you have the time to, to look at how you're structuring everything from your supplier relationships to your customer relationships to, to accounts payable, you know, just go in and you, you start to think and, and be able to create new opportunities for your business. Uh, we've got a business owner that um, they, they do major construction and, and we went through this process and, and made some improvements and he, he called me one day and goes, you won't believe what I did. I said, what, what's that? He goes, I bought some equipment. I said, okay, well, that's, that's great. You know, I'm sure uh, your tax advisor, you know, appreciated that towards the end of the year. And he goes, no, no. He goes, I'm going, I've found a way to rent out this equipment and produce an additional income stream for the business. I said, well, that's great. Who, who, who's your, who's your customer? We well, said the municipalities, right? Because I have equipment that they don't have, but when they need it, we're going to contract with them and just additional. So just an example of, of one way that this guy was able to get out of um, his own way a little bit to think about new ways to uh, bring that. And it sounds silly, but you know what? He got excited, right? Cause now he saw a new opportunity to build a new service model inside his company um, and one that can be profitable for him. To me that that's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and getting to those points is not an insignificant activity. I mean, most of us don't step back to do that. So the, the fact that you're helping people do that is, is just outstanding. So I, we're about out of time. I want to make sure everybody who's listening knows how to get in touch with you if they um, have, have questions or if, if they want help with designing their own business uh, for, for a future wealth creation event, right? For, for sure. Um, so how can they best find you? Great. Two ways right now that I would tell you, uh, you can email me at Rick dot Hadrava, that's H-A-D-R-A-V-A, at RaymondJames.com, or simply give me a phone call, 405-546-4001. And Steve, what I'll tell you is, if there are business owners out there and they're listening to this, you know, if they'll contact me, I, I'll connect them in and we'll do a value builder score. We'll offer that up to them so they can maybe take a look at where they are. Maybe they're thinking about um, the next several months of what they'd like to get done or they're, they're stuck. It's a great way just to take a look and have a conversation um, and see what other opportunities are out there. So th those would be the two easiest ways to reach me. If somebody had questions, just want to bounce an idea, uh, be happy to help. That's outstanding. I appreciate you offering that up and, and, uh, and, and that's a, a, a huge uh, give. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that with them. Now I have one last question for you. What, what book is on, on top of your reading list right now? What are you reading? 
Well, uh, there's two right now that I'm reading, and one uh, I have to give you the shout out. Um, I, I'm going through the Daily Stoic, which is a fabulous, fabulous um, book. And then, um, you know, because I'm always wanting to get better, and part of that is continuing to learn. And it's interesting to me, uh, Michael Gerber just put out a book called Beyond the E-Myth. And if you know Michael, uh, he wrote decades ago, E-Myth. And uh, he talks a little bit about what he found, the challenges and the problems he found in E-Myth and, and the solutions that he came up with for small business owners. And so just another tool, it's a great uh, short read um, from a very smart experienced guy and uh so i've got that on my shelf or uh, actually not on my shelf but sitting right next to my desk uh you know every day for a read that's awesome thanks for sharing that and uh, i haven't read that one yet i'm going to pick it up uh i you know and and i think uh last time we were together we talked about the daily stoic i'm reading that every day as well and it's it's fantastic uh, highly yeah. recommend it well thanks so much rick for taking a little bit of time out of your day and and uh, spending it with us this has been a blast and uh, love what you guys are doing and, and enjoy the conversation. Take care. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.